Hey, welcome to Tuesday, which is, uh, well, obviously better than a Monday. And yeah, it was mucky and melty again yesterday, plus two degrees. And uh, this mild trend will roll on uh, the rest of the way here this week, too. Uh, streets this morning might be a little, little slippery here and there. After all the rain and the melting temperatures dipping below the freezing mark just a touch overnight. Well, of course, it's what you might expect. The odd slippery section in the morning drive. But, uh... Hi, Greg Morgan. Happy to be back? <laughs> well, sort of. It's always hard after a vacation, right, to get back into the swing of things. But I want to thank Kevin Martell for filling in for me while I was on vacay. Took the fam to Hawaii, Honolulu, in fact, which I had visited for the first time only a couple of years ago. And at the time, I thought, man, this is like Vegas on a beach with all the stores and restaurants nearby. But we had a blast. Again, the second time around, uh, most days it was just enjoying the sun and sand. However, it is rainy season there this time of the year. And when it was, what, 21 degrees? I heard of Maple Creek last week. It was actually 25 in Hawaii that day. We had a cool one. So it was crazy to look back what was going on at home as we were on the beaches of Hawaii and it was nearly as warm. But, uh, First day was a bit cloudy and windy, and then it really got hot. And my skin is peeling beautifully this morning, so I know I got a lot of sun. And, of course, we had flight delays. Thankfully, the delays were coming back and not going, so it didn't spoil the entire holiday. But, yeah, we were due to catch our morning connection in Calgary on Sunday. That was canceled for reasons that we were told were mechanical. That stuck us in Calgary almost 10 hours to wait for the next flight home in the evening. And, and, and you know, th- that, that, that day, sitting there in the Calgary airport, to hear the amount of grumbling from other passengers, because it wasn't just our flight canceled. It's happening so frequently now. If you've traveled at all within the last few months, heck, even the last year or two, you know it's crazy. You have to pad your vacation time with an extra day or two just so that if there was a cancellation, well... You'd make it to work, right? I I took Monday off for that reason. Which was also great to recover because of the time difference. Four hours. Caught up on my sleep. But nonetheless, I did really take an extra day just in case we were delayed. And sure enough, we were. Everyone used to think, oh, WestJet, it's so much better than Air Canada. I don't think you can say that these last few years. Every time I've used WestJet within the last couple of years, I've either been delayed by hours and hours or had to stay overnight in another city, but only after standing in line trying to get my hotel voucher for four hours. Flying sucks right now. Don't get me wrong. I am blessed to have a fabulous vacation with my family. But if you're flying right now, I don't think there's a person out there now that doesn't have a story of a delay. Or feel some frustration with airlines. I know there's a lack of pilots in some instances. Maybe even a lack of those mechanics that they keep telling us, well, the the flight's canceled because of mechanical problems. Well, then fix it. Why does it take 10 hours? Oh, better to be safe. Yes, I get it. But at the same time, there seems to be a lot of excuses and not as much love for the passengers as there should be. Well, our Saskatchewan Teachers Federation is going to withdraw noon hour supervision on Thursday. And as a result, the school day is going to be shortened and students will be dismissed at noon on Thursday. 
dismissed for the rest of the afternoon. I thought lunch was only an hour, maybe even less. Why the whole afternoon are they being dismissed? Heck, I was set to leave my kid a can of tomato soup with instructions on how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. I'd even got a Flintstones episode set up in the old VCR for her to watch. You're on your own, kid. Just like we were when we were kids. <laughs> Making our own lunch. But yeah, the public and Catholic schools here in Regina will knock off the whole afternoon Thursday while others will work with a compressed schedule. So what it really comes down to is keep uh, looking at Edsby where they update you or social media accounts of whatever school your kids go to. Tell the kids to pay attention. I know they're sharing information when they go to school. Uh, This is, of course, also in addition to the strike tomorrow involving several school divisions like well, all of Saskatoon public and Catholic schools. However, again, even the public schools, uh, they said in a tweet last night, so did the Catholic, that there is still school tomorrow, right? But on Thursday, early dismissal because of the lunch hour. The education minister, Jeremy Cockrell of the province, disappointed, of course. You know, I'd like to see the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation leadership come back to the bargaining table. We're always looking at our, our bargaining mandate and understanding our, you know, looking at our, reviewing our position, reviewing uh, where we believe there might be room. I hope the other side's doing that as well. And if we're both doing that and we're both at the table, then I think we can get a deal done. But unfortunately, we're not there right now. The government says they're already addressing classroom complexity through all these pilot projects at eight yet-to-be-announced schools. And, of course, the teachers say, come on, enough is enough. Come give us a little more faith in the bargaining and and let's get a deal done. Anyhow, Thursday, keep an eye out uh, on all social media and Edspe for what your kids are doing. But, again, there is school tomorrow. It's the Saskatoon schools. They're going to be out on strike, at least for tomorrow, anyhow. There you go, a little 38 special. You know, I, uh, my buddy Neil Donnelly, who runs the Connexus Art Center, I bumped into him on my uh, vacation. He was coming back uh, from the West Coast. So I'm in the airport on Sunday, and I said, Neil, come on, shake the lake. You got the dates out there at the end of August. When are you going to announce the entertainment? And who's coming? I tried to pry as much out of him as I possibly could. He's close, is all he would say to announcing who the acts will be. But uh, he did give me a clue to one, and I think you'll be very impressed. I swore I would not share, but... Man, if he can haul this one in, that would be pretty cool. So shake the leg announcement for the entertainers uh, to be uh, coming within the next few weeks, courtesy of the Connexus Art Center. It's uh, 5.54 right now. Just to be clear again, two separate days of strikes have been announced by the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation this week, but only one of those days will throw a wrench into uh, parrots here in Regina. Uh, there will be no lunchtime supervision across the province Thursday, and uh, the public and Catholic have announced then that there's going to be early dismissal. Uh, watch Edsby. Watch your account there through your kids or you check in on their homework. There are notices being put there and they're using social media as well. And let's see, what else happened while I was away here on vacation? Oh, you know what? This morning, I, I really quickly, I wanted to comment on the Grammy Awards. Saskatoon Joan Joni Mitchell. That was 
pretty magical. I got home just in time to pop on the Grammy Awards, and there she was, 81 years old. Now, far be it for me to judge. Obviously, uh, she's been through a lot, right? And she's not singing like she used to. But at 81, this was pretty impressive. But now they only block the sun. They rain and they snow on everyone. So many things I would have done. But clouds got in my way. That lyric right there, so many things I would have done, but clouds got in my way. Can you even imagine what it means to sing the lyrics of both sides now when you're in your 80s? She was 21 when she wrote that song, and it's, it's always held so much wisdom. And now that song just feels even more wise when you hear that rendition. At first I felt sad that she's lost a step in singing, but again... Remember, after near-fatal aneurysm in which she had to relearn how to speak and sing, that is still a pretty remarkable performance. And uh, resilience, right, of the human spirit? Left a lot of people in the broadcast uh, watching in tears, too. Uh, Celine Dion later would walk out on stage with the assistance. That was her son, Renee Charles, assisting her out on stage. She has a rare and incurable neurological disease. And a lot of people were really miffed yesterday on social media trying to poke a hole in the whole Taylor Swift veil where people just, you know, are sick and tired. Some are either sick and tired or some just can't get enough of Taylor Swift. But those who can't stand Taylor were really going hard on the fact that Taylor Swift ignored Celine Dion and just took the trophy out of her hands for album of the year. What people need to know is, well... First, if you're watching the broadcast, you saw Taylor. She was one of the first people on her feet applauding Celine Dion as she was announced coming out and singing along as they played her onto the stage. But uh, what you may not know is that they told everyone beforehand she had a no-touch policy because her condition is so fragile right now, so there was to be no hugging or anything like that. And yes, after the behind the scenes, there is a bit of a hug given because there's a picture everywhere. So it was really kind of nutty. Just a lot of people that hate Taylor Swift continue to, to just want to, you know, make a big deal out of it that she just took the trophy and didn't really give any time to Celine, but there was reason for it. 5.57 now. Whether you're a fan of the Oilers or not, I think uh, the entire hockey world is curious what will happen tonight. The Oilers in Las Vegas, they can tie Pittsburgh's record of 17 straight wins from the early 90s if they beat the Knights tonight. Unfortunately for me, it's not until 9 o'clock, so I'll probably uh, catch the, the highlights the next day. A little too late for me. But more than that, the Oilers versus Vegas now one of the NHL's hottest rivalries, too, right? Because Vegas beat up the Oilers six games last spring on their way to their Stanley Cup championship. This year, Edmonton got off to an awful start. Well, the Knights did not. However, just before the All-Star break, the Knights were starting to falter a little, and they've been hit by injuries. The Oil trying to remain calm going into tonight's game and pretend that the streak isn't as important to them as it is to the fans. Defenseman Matthias Ekholm on this. Well, it's pretty cool, um, but at the end of the day, streak is what it is. We're going to lose a game. 
I don't think we're going to go 50 straight or whatever it, it would be. Our goal is to make the playoffs. Our goal is to do noise in the playoffs, obviously. So it's a, a great thing, obviously. You're, you're playing really well as a team, and it's hard to do in this league to, to win that many in a row. But at the end of the day, it's a streak, and, and we're looking to whether we keep it going for a bunch more or not. It's, it's, a, it's about the big picture and the big goal. The wrench in Edmonton's gears, of course, is the All-Star break. That put 10 days between uh, win number 16 there against the Predators and a possible record-tying 17th game tonight. And, of course, there is the fact that the Knights, well, they are, of course, ahead of the Oilers right now, but the Oilers are catching up to them in the Pacific. Oilers now trailing Vegas by five points with five games in hand. This is a big game when it comes down to uh, the playoff picture, too. And if, and it is a big if, if the Oilers can win tonight, They'll go to Anaheim on Friday night, looking to make it 18. I'm almost certain they will win tonight because my birthday's on Friday, and that would be a great birthday present. Them getting number 18 in Anaheim on my birthday. Connor Bedard, who had jaw surgery January 8th, practicing again yesterday on his own, and he was taking slap shots, something he hadn't been able to do since his surgery. And today, he may even practice with the rest of the club, although no body contact allowed. He's healing well, but he even mentioned during the All-Star break, there's no set return date yet. No specific date. I uh, just got to see how it's looking. But, I mean, I feel good and I feel ready. So, um, if it were up to me, I would have been back. But, uh, of course, you know, got to make sure it's healed and, and make sure you're not risking anything out there. Yeah, it will be interesting. Uh, to see how quickly he uh, returns, but uh, still no date yet. Uh, They had forecasted, what, six, seven weeks at least, minimum? So we'll see. Seems to be doing well anyhow. Hey, the Riders reportedly made a a big splash in free agency, which technically this is negotiation week, right? They're allowed to talk. However, a week from today is when it officially becomes free agency week, and uh, reports on the club have uh, secured... To Marcus Hardrick. Wow. He's big and he is a bold move from the Bombers who are working out some contracts of their own right now. So Hardrick coming here to the Riders again. He was with the Riders in 2015 but signed with Winnipeg the next season. So uh, that's, that's big on the offensive line. Props to the Riders who probably are not done yet. Running back's going to be curious too what they might do there. Just walking through the front door Puts a big smile on my face It ain't too far Come as you are Well, country superstar Toby Keith Sadly has died. He had been battling stomach cancer quite a while now. He was 62 years old, but uh, he last performed... At the People's Choice Country Awards in September, where he received the Country Icon Award, he released his debut album in 1993. Remember Red Solo Cup? Of course you do. And I want to talk about me. 2002, he had a big surge, too, because of a song called Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. It was released in the aftermath of the 9-11 attacks. Made him a household name there with that song. In 2005... 
Toby admitted he'd pretty much accomplished all he wanted. This is what he said in a 2005 interview. Musically, I have no goals left. I've accomplished everything. I mean, uh, when this album ships double platinum Tuesday, we'll be pushing headed for 30 million. So all the thing I have left to do is just longevity. So my heroes are Hag and Willie and those guys. So they've been around three or four decades. I've been around one. So hopefully four more decades from now we'll be sitting here saying, you know, I told you so. And he was still performing. Uh, his last big performance was in December, early December. He had two shows that sold out in Las Vegas. And uh, he was a little frail at the time, but he got her done. And one of his very last appearances, Toby Keith, was released on TikTok. Yeah, he was giving wisdom and advice to aspiring songwriters. Here's what he said. The most advice I have for songwriters would be uh, to just toll away every day. Most of my catalog was written at a time when I was writing at least four or five days a week. You've got to have volume, you've got to have practice, and you've got to keep your chops up, and you've got to stay in the middle of the game. Toby Keith. Passed away at the age of 62 from cancer. Man, he ruled the 90s when he came on strong. And, of course, uh, many of you probably saw him at Craven. Those five world juniors charged with sexual assault over a 2018 incident did not appear in court yesterday. Their lawyers did via Zoom. Uh, it was it was, it was odd. Police apologizing to the victim but not saying a heck of a lot about why they reopened the case after shutting it down six years ago. Police Sergeant Catherine Dan said only this. When the case was reopened in 2022, our team explored investigative opportunities in addition to the 2018 investigation. Those leads were followed, additional witnesses were spoken to, and we collected more evidence. I can confirm that some of this evidence was not available when the investigation concluded in 2019. Police couldn't say what led them to reopen the case or why it took so long to lay charges. Cannot answer why. Why it took so long will form part of the proceedings. It's completely inappropriate for me to talk about those details at this time. Current NHL players uh, Dylan Dubé, Cal Foote, Michael McLeod, Carter Hart, as well as former Ottawa Senator Alex Formenton have been charged with sexual assault. And McLeod is also facing one charge of being party to the offense. Party to the offense charge is in relation to aiding someone else in committing the offense. Again, these charges connected to an alleged group sexual assault of a woman in June of 2018 following a Hockey Canada gala. So now the Crown will share all its evidence with the, uh, the player's lawyers. And the next hearing is set for April 30th. Again, police apologizing to the alleged victim and her family for having taken six years to get to this day. Uh, I, did they drop the ball the first time around? The question was asked yesterday, but they were noncommittal and didn't really answer directly with what you'd hope to have heard. But uh, there's paper, audio, and visual evidence the Crown is presenting. So it could be pretty interesting, but hopefully the victim will be the focus in justice and not so much the hockey world. And how it may or may not suffer. It's all about the victim at this point here for sure. CJME News Time Now is 626. Coming up later this morning, brewing a good cup of Java in the morning. I use a French press. I think I'm I'm doing what I can to make the best cup of coffee and before I come into work here, but there are a few tips. It's all in the bean, I'm sure. But I'll learn from Morgan Allen, quality coffee manager with Everyday Kitchen. 
I bumped into him a few weeks back at the Everyday Kitchen grabbing a coffee, and it was so interesting hearing uh, his love of coffee and what he puts into it. So I wanted him to share uh, everything he knows with you. That's coming up in about 15 minutes from now. CJME News Time is 627.